and welcome to Glitch, please. But mostly, Happy New Year. Yeah, it's already off to a weird start. I'm Ashley. <laughs> I'm Adam. And I'm Alfredo. And we are AAA. <sighs> you have to... Power your device. It's a band name. You know how you know have to pay extra to get uh, Ryan or Gus. Damn, what's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> so they are the DLC. Yeah, no, um, I don't know. Ryan might join us later. Apparently, he's at the optometrist. I need to do that, too. Yeah. Oh man, these are eyes. Up with your eyes, dude. They're just getting a little, you know, just a, a slight, slight, slight shittiness in them. I have contacts. They suck. Oh. So, uh, so I, I'm just a little bit uh, nearsighted, and I got a prescription for contacts a few years ago. I'm terrible at putting contacts in, so I mostly just never do it. You just gotta like clockwork orange your eyes open with some metal clamps and just. Right yeah, that there. sounds great. Or, or I could <laughs> not. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's weird. Some people just cannot put contacts in. Adam Baird was one of those people. Like, he bought contacts, and like for I, I was there when he tried to put them in for like the second time, and he was there for like forty-five minutes, like trying to get it in his eye. He just could not keep his eye open. Maybe his eyes are just very protective of themselves. <laughs> yeah, Some people that. can't do it. Yeah, so we've been off for a couple of weeks. Um, our la last week's episode was pre-recorded as well, so it's been a while. We've all been chilling out. We what had, a break. What a break it was. Lots of time for video games and mm -hmm. catching up and all the games we missed. I can tell you right now that Gus was playing Nier, yeah. which, is, which is great. So he was like, catching up on what he missed over the year. I went, uh, and we'll talk to him next week and see what he thought if he got to play uh, the Horizon DLC. Yeah. Since he was super looking forward to that, but uh, yeah, this week we'll so we can talk a little about it, a little bit about what we got up to over the break. Um, but then there also uh, there was also crazy news that happened over the break, and it is a new year, and there's a lot to look forward to. So we'll go into all that stuff. But let's start off uh, well with what we were already talking about. Let's start off with talking about of what we were playing on break. Yeah. Okay, that was me, first of all. Okami is what I was playing. Is that what you're playing? Awesome. That was what I was oh. playing. Uh, <laughs> Why is Okami up there? And uh, yeah, no, I, I said one of the one of the games I wanted to play was was Okami. And so I did spend some time. I haven't finished it yet. Uh, I think on one of the, the one of the earlier podcasts, I was a little bit sad. I was like, I seem to recall this game being bigger. Yeah. You know when you when you're little and the world seems bigger, then you go back, like you go visit home. And it's been a while, and so you're like, oh, it's small. Mm -hmm. it, it felt like that going back to Okami, but now I take it back did it, did because they, they the individual. Well, the individual environments are still they still feel smaller than I remember, but the like overall, like the different environments and all that stuff is delivering. So right. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm I'm quite close to the end now. And after going through all this stuff, and you know, you get to a new area, and you're like, surely I'm getting close to the end. And then there's another thing after that, and another thing after that. Uh, Okami also does a weird thing where it seems to end, and then the rest of the game starts. Mm. It's like, like you Lord like of the Rings. yeah. So the third one ended like, like five times. N no, it ended at the end. It's the best movie. <laughs> it's, no, he's, he's right. It, it ended and then it kept, kept going. going. And then it ended. And then it that kept was going. The, the prologue or the epilogue. Sorry. 
Uh, so, well, then the whole second half of the game is an epilogue. There you go. But uh, really loving it, having a lot of fun with it. Um, super happy that I, you know, didn't stop with the with the bug that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I I was tempted to, I almost just completely gave it up. Yeah. But got through it. Haven't had an issue since. Pretty happy about it. Is that was it? Uh, is that all you played all, all through the break? Um, I started playing. Um, Reseteer, I guess it's it's not it's not Reketeer, it's it's a combination of Oh, names. so it's it's spelled Reketeer. Yes, but it's I mean it's like a S C as opposed to a What C game is that? Kiss. I've never heard of Oh, then so, we were looking at a different game. I think you might be thinking of the Moonlighter. No, we looked at we looked at a game called Reketeer. It was No, it's R E C. Uh-huh. E T T and I lose the spelling from that. Got it. Rest, but it's rest rest here. Got yeah. it. No, no, no. So it's the same game. Uh, okay. It's a game where you uh, so you start off and you know you're this girl and you have this debt you need to pay off and you have this um, item shop and so you can like set the price of yeah. items <laughs> um, and everything. What? It's called indentured servitude. It's called Animal Crossing. <laughs> uh, but so you have like you're running the shop and you need to make enough money to pay off your debt. But you also have to get items, so you go out and, and explore and, and can find stuff and get them. So it's really fun. I'm pretty early on into it because I actually had an issue that same sort of thing. I ran into an issue first thing and like put it down. But the issue, here's the issue. I had trouble starting the game. Uh-huh. Maybe this is maybe this goes back to the, the post-show topic um, that um, if you're a first member, you can see where you go like, I don't understand. Oh, I'm an idiot. But I had an idea what my issue was. I just couldn't, I was just too frustrated. And I was like, I shouldn't have to go on the internet to look this up. This is a really basic thing. You can't start the game. So this is an older game. It's like 10 years old or something, I think. And so you, you load it up. First of all, it was windowed. And that's always like initially go, oh, okay. So you go to start a game, well guess what? Enter is not how you confirm. That's not what it is. You can't just do the up and down arrows and confirm. Mouse, nope, it wasn't working. I couldn't click on new game. None of that was working for some reason. It's like you can use like the up and down arrows and then it's like Z and C to like confirm or cancel stuff. Oh, what the? And it's like you had to just find those on the keyboard. You couldn't, and you couldn't get into the options to see what they were because you couldn't confirm into the options without knowing what they were. Why couldn't you just hook up a controller and play like a normal human? Who said that was a good idea? Controller. Gotcha. I was just going key bam. That sucks. Yeah. So no, I've now gone back to it, but it took me a cooling off period of, of like what the fuck. It does have partial controller support, not full controller support. It's a pretty charming looking game. It's real cute. Age is, it's like, for, for its age, it's, it's aged very, very well. Super cute. The characters are all really great. Um, I'm loving it so far. Again, very um, early on since it took me some time to get back to it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so did yeah. you get out of debt? Not yet. Uh, but I guess yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I've heard that once you get out of debt, uh, it gets better from there. <laughs> Oh, so the game's not over like when you get a weird out of debt. Start. What? So the game's not over when you get out of debt. Well, like I said, I'm some of that I don't know entirely mm. yet, but that's what I hear. So I will report back next week and and let you know right. how my uh, how my debt's going. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Alfredo? Uh, I finally pulled the trigger on a switch. 
Yes. I, yeah, I got tired. I'm so of, happy for you. <laughs> yeah. Proud of you. I got tired of going to uh, Michael's house and getting my teeth kicked in in Mario Kart by Michael <laughs> and Gavin. So I was like, no, I'm committed now. I, I knew I was eventually going to get it because of Pokemon Switch whenever that was supposed to come out or is supposed to come out. Um, so it was more like a, uh, yeah, like, a, oh, okay, cool, the holidays are coming up. I got some time. And then it's like uh, a Christmas gift to myself. Mm-hmm. And so I just played Zelda and I played, I haven't picked a Mario yet because I want the time, mm-hmm. I want the time and effort put into Zelda first. Um, I got two Guardians down on that game. But so I got that, I got Mario Kart, uh, Skyrim, because I haven't played it in a while. Um, and you're, you're buying into the Bethesda bullshit, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I, I you're also, them more Skyrim I also titles. Got it on God damn it. <laughs> and then Stop. I got Resident Evil Res- of Revelations. Oh, how's that? Uh, it's all right, but since I know it's on PC, I felt like I should just got it on PC. All right. I mean, it control. It's still got that like, oh man, like it's scary because it's hard to control to do right. what I need to do type thing. But it looks good and uh, it plays well. Do you find yourself playing uh, more on TV, or do you find yourself playing like in bed or on the couch with on the handheld mode? Oh, I, I one of the big reasons why I got the Switch is because I'm always gaming on my computer. So this was an opportunity for me to just lay down, veg out, or just like on the couch. So I am always on the go. But the handful of times in which I did do like the docked mode mm-hmm. for Zelda and Mario Kart, I was like, ooh, it's nice. See you know, my pro controller. I was gonna say, if you, if you don't have a pro controller, that's the thing you need yeah. to do next. But have you traveled with it yet? Because I feel like when the moment you, the first time you travel with a Switch, like on a plane, mm-hmm. is the moment it like starts to become the best system ever. That is what I'm waiting for. Yeah. Uh, I have like sat in a car while Jackie's getting her nails done and just be like, yeah, <laughs> shrine, baby, shrine. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's pretty much what I did. I love schedule. seeing people travel. Like if I like on a plane or something, I'll see someone. They've got their they've got their Switch mm-hmm. like on the the tray or whatever it is on the plane, and I'm like, it's one of my people. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't say anything to them. I just nope. creep on them a little bit, and like I'm like, what are they playing? Oh, yeah, Zelda. Okay, cool. Okay. Doing some shrines. Nice. nice. Dude. Nice. And then I will never talk to them. <laughs> travel has gotten, like, I'm not a good traveler. First off, I'm huge. I'm a giant man. And sitting in a small airplane seat Hold makes, on. Stand up. makes me, like, super anxious. Are we all standing? I'm wearing heels. I'm bigger than everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I get really anxious sitting in a small plane because it's I'm just like I don't want to spill over and I, just, I have to tuck my arms in. So the whole time I'm like this, and I'm just like this sucks. So I'm gonna try to sleep to make it go faster, and it always sucks. Uh, but ever since I got my Switch. I just play games and it like I get to go into another world yep. and two hours, three hours later I'm, I'm home or I'm where I need to be. It's the best. I love the Switch for that reason. And there's always like some indie game you can pick up to like, if you don't have anything fresh, you just pay 20 bucks and yeah. get something for your trip. I need to make an account that's uh, a Japanese account so I could do access that store and whatnot. Mm, I was yeah. told to do that. So. You don't, I mean, you don't have to do that, but you, yeah. you can do that for the Japanese-specific games. Yeah, well, there's a couple of demos and stuff that are on the Japanese and store. options, and some games you, you can have, like, dubbed in English. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, why not? You know? I will say a really big disappointment is that we're not getting Monster Hunter on the Switch. World? Yeah. yeah. Or... Uh, or just monster, yeah, any monster. Any, like the the other monster is like XX or something. Uh, Double Cross, I believe. XX is coming out on uh, is just in J- Japan, not in America, right? right? I yeah, there's 
usually those will take time anyway. Like yeah. it might eventually, but I feel like there's a lot. There's a lot of publishers that are now looking at the Switch that weren't before. Yeah. And so I think it'll come down to contracts. Yeah. Contracts well, and processing yeah. power. Yeah. I mean, I could. I did play the beta on PS4 for Monster Hunter World, and it did, like when monsters are at like a, a small, like a l little bit more than a short distance, they do that like slideshow effect where they're kind of moving like like stop motion. -y, uh, you know? That's no good. So that I can no imagine good. on a Nintendo Switch they might even have more of that. I've never played Monster Hunter, but I'm very excited to pick it up on PC or at least test it out on PC. Well, it's whatever. not coming out until at least autumn, okay. if not later, which sucks. So I'm gonna get it on PS4. Yeah. Spoiler alert: there are a lot of monsters to hunt. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what you do in the game, by the way, is you hunt monsters. And then you get to like wear their armor or something or use them as material you, you, for armor? You carve up the animals yeah. into small pieces and like attach them already. to other pieces of themselves. I like it. And you will have It's difficult, right? Like it's a hard game. Uh, I think it, I think it is a challenging game. I'm not a Monster Hunter guy. I, I did play the beta and the beta was very much like 14, or not 14, like four or five people, I think it's four people, uh, running around together and beating the crap out of a singular monster. There was really no challenge there, but that's because yeah. it was like an intro stage. The demo really did not give me a good sense of like what to do in the game other than mm. beat up on a monster. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, it looks stunning though. This looks absolutely yeah. beautiful. I mean, I, the, the, the armor design and weapon design in Monster Hunter is like some it's, of the yeah. coolest I've seen. It's God, it's so cool, man. I have a friend that plays this a lot, and he's always posting like from the previous games of the armor sets, and I'm like, that looks awesome. Yeah, I want to get into this. But yeah, the reason I've always told myself, or the reason I've always held myself back from, I got, I bought Monster Hunter Four for the 3DS, and the reason I never got into it was because the controls are really bad on those systems, at least mm. for my taste. Um, so now that it's on a real controller, I will definitely give it a shot. I do feel like this would be one of these. Those games where I play on PC, but with a controller. There's just some games where you just have to play with a controller. This is this definitely looks like one of them. Dude. Yeah. I mean, it it it's, the third person action games really control better on a controller yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Unless it's a shooter. I'm not opposed to it. I'm about it. God, it looks so. It just looks cool. fun. It's cool, man. And just, you just grab a bunch of friends and beat up on like enemies and creatures for half an hour or so at a time. Yeah. And like cut its tail off, and like oh the tail's off, he's running, like go chase him down. And it's, I was like, this looks cool. It's yeah. on my it's on my anticipation list. Yeah, but you've been playing an MMO, right? A new yeah, a new so, MMO. So remember how I was like, I'm gonna play Horizon Zero Dawn over the break. Mm -hmm, I remember. Didn't do yeah. that. I remember you talking about mm -hmm. this. Didn't even turn it on. I think I updated it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is a step <laughs> towards playing it. But I, um, man, I haven't played VR in months. Because uh, it's a pain in the ass to set up. I have to, like, I have a, my office is also the guest bedroom, so there's a, a guest bed in there, so I have to break down the guest bed, like, put the mattress against a wall. You have to, wait, you have to, like, take the bed down. Yeah, like, I have to move the bed, I have to take the bed down, put the mattress against the wall, take out the, you know, the, the metal bed frame. I took that, nope. fold it up, put it somewhere else. I have to plug in the, the, the headset, I have to charge the controllers. All that. It's a pain in the ass to set up. Yeah, do you have to get the, uh, I had to like get the, the towers and put the them up. The base stations are, are a permanent fixture. I have okay. them, I have them uh, mounted to the wall. But So at least there's that. So there's a barrier to entry for me getting into VR because it's kind of a pain in the ass. It involves dismantling a bed every time. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's nuts. Um, uh, unless I'm playing Jeez. VR for a That's an, commitment, an though. I, I, you know what? I got to admire the commitment. It's a, That's apartment living, dude. You got to have room for your friends to come over, and you got to have room to play VR. So This is true. Or it is, you could just... True. 
not have friends. I, that's what I was thinking for a while. Like for like, <laughs> there was like a good six months period where we didn't use the bed. I was like, Grace, we are getting rid of the bed. I want a VR space. And then a month later, we had like four people visit in the span of three weeks. So I was like, all right, I guess. Well, I can. what about just leaving the bed dismantled until someone comes to use it? Because it's it's a eyesore. The, the mattress has no good place to go other than like tilted against the wall. This is true. Yeah, um, but then when you run into the wall <laughs> while you're playing VR, that's, it doesn't hurt. I put it. I literally put it against my glass. Just dive right into it. Bounce against. I have it. it. I have it against all my fragile stuff so that I can't like hit it. Um, so regardless, there is an, uh, a, a VR game called Orbis VR, and it is a VR MMO. I'm not sure if it's the first of its kind, um, because games like Rec Room exist, and I don't know if those are technically MMOs, but they're like they're I like don't know multiplayer that Rec lobbies. Room is really an MMO. Yeah, th- I guess they're just large lobby games. There's whatever. So Orbis VR is a fantasy VR MMO. You there. There's four classes. It's like you have a ranger, you have a warrior, a rune caster, uh, and a musketeer. Musketeer is a healer. Um, that sounds opposite of what I think of. With a you musketeer. think you'd just be shooting people? You're wrong. You're shooting people friendly wise. You're shooting healing orbs at them. Um, like Ana type character. Right. So hmm. in VR, if you've played VR, there, there's like. The common sacrifice you need to make when you play VR or you need to like go in with with the mindset of is like these games the games that are made specifically for v, for VR at least currently Would not be exceptional without VR does that make sense? Yes that they are like at best They're like okay games in and of themselves, and it's just VR that makes them feel special, right? Yep This is like this is like what? Alpha footage. We should get. We should get current game footage. This is crap. <laughs> <laughs> the game how? Is, the game, how the game dare looks way you? better now. How dare you, um, sir? Who do you think you are? So, but 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 because the, the game really would not be that great without VR. But because you are fully immersed in a world. Because when you put on a VR headset, you're in a game. Like there's no your your brain your brain your brain your brain immediately flips over and you're there. Uh, on top of that, you have the social interactions. So for an MMO, like the first time you walk into a town, there's like 35 people there all talking to each other. It's all proximity voice. So you just walk up to a group of people and they're just talking about how to cast a spell or like, how, to go, how to go do this quest. It's super cool. Oh, look, cool. there oh, we go. That does look dramatically different. Yeah. Um, so the social aspect of the game is phenomenal. And, and because it's VR, like most people are really nice. I ran into one dickhead, but. <laughs> I mean, it was bound uh, to happen. Uh, but, um, and if then. If there wasn't one dickhead, would you appreciate the nice people? I wouldn't. Uh, and then on, t- and on top of that, you have the, the physical. How is that? That's, that's a red tail. On top of that, you have the physical interactions uh, with your the, the world, so everything you do, like you swing a sword, you're physically doing it. You block an attack, you're physically doing it. You, you shoot an arrow, you're physically doing it. That stuff all all accounts to make a phenomenal experience, uh, regardless of if it looks a little rudimentary, because it is a rudimentary game. Um, now, is this uh, is it an early access? Or are they still developing it, this? So it is an early access. They're still developing it. Uh, however, the game is mostly content complete. Uh, they're going to make tweaks to you know balance. They're going to make tweaks to uh, like the classes as the game goes on. But the only stuff they're really adding is um, a couple of end game dungeon things and an end game raid. Uh, there is already currently like a full level one to twenty to get to. There's four classes in the game. There's uh, multiple sets of armor for every class, that sort of stuff. Um, but the game is really, it's special. Like, 
there are four classes, and you know, bow and arrow. The ranger classes, you're shooting a bow and arrow. Uh, every class has a special ability. So when you sh when you shoot enough bows and arrows and kill enough dudes, you charge up your meter and you shoot really. Uh, your stuff charges really fast, and you can shoot really powerful arrows. Um, Rune caster is probably the most like. You could tell the devs love that class the most. Well, because, because it's, it's it seems most, like it's very VR friendly. Yeah. It's the most interesting. Um, you have a wand, and you are basically a cool Harry Potter guy, and you you're drawing your spells out in in front of you. And so you're drawing, you're trying to draw runes basically. Um, and when you have, you think you've executed the rune, you tap the touchpad, and if it's good, it'll create the spell, yeah, and I you can cast it. Like, uh, Did, screen. I wonder if you, you like, mm, uh, like if the spell gets mm. more powerful, the more accurate the rune is. It does. There you go. So if you if you if you draw it perfectly, you have a perfect casting. It does it does more damage or has more of whatever the effect is. Um, on top of that, like throughout the world, there are runes to learn. Like you find these totem poles and they have a rune on them, and that'll be the rune you need to draw to make a new spell. And you can touch your book to the which is your journal. You touch your journal to the the totem pole, and it will. Uh, like save the drawing in the book, so you know you can reference it later and how to draw it. And so that's how you find more powerful spells. It's not like you're not bound by leveling up to get these spells. You just need to find them in the world. So or, you have to explore. Right. Or if you're in town and there's a high level rune mage, I walked into fucking Hogwarts and like basically like in the in the center of the town there was like 20 <laughs> wizards and there was one dude like okay this is how you do fireball level three you draw a B and then you have a circle in front a circle That's in back and then you connect the awesome. circles and you don't have to find this stuff in the world like as long as you can draw it accurately you you got level three fireball son and it, it's so much fun and because it's VR like all the the menial tasks of like killing 12 red tails it's fun yeah like no, exactly. Um, Physically doing something, you're getting involved with like your body, right? Um, and it, it is, it is a blast. Um, the only thing that makes it better is being able to call up with a friend. And I, it took a lot of convincing for my friend to buy this game because it's a forty dollars game, which is no small fee for a VR game. Um, but if you if you have a VR system, this is a game worth getting. Period. You think this is going to be like a killer app? For like for anyone that likes multiplayer experiences and fantasy RPGs, like this is definitely a large step in in the right direction for like the VR future. Like supporting games like this will eventually get you to Sword Art Online, uh, or uh, what's the one from Ready Player One, The Oasis. Yeah. Um, so I convinced my friend to get it. Uh, I convinced him to spend 40 bucks, and he finally downloaded it, and he went to log in, and no matter what he did, like his password wouldn't work. No. So we, we he went to the website and logged in with that same password, and it worked. And he's like, what the fuck? And so we, we sat there, and it's not an uncommon problem, so people would just reset the password, and it should work. Didn't work. We went through, like, we're uninstalling the game, making a new account, oh. all this shit. We could not get it to work. And he was like, I'm refunding it. And I'm like, no. Like, he's, he's my best friend. I just want to play co-op VRMO with him. <laughs> it's the best thing in the world. So shout out to the Orbis team. I posted a forum on their uh, thread in their forums, and I got the problem solved in, like, 15 minutes. Nice. And on yeah, 8 p.m. on, like, a Friday. That's an awesome response. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, the dev seemed genuinely, like, Really, really into this game and supporting it. They have a whole content roadmap for what's coming yep. out, including like in-game dungeons, shared dungeons. They're doing in-game like GM-led events by people that work there yes. for all the players. Uh, so, so next, the next event that's coming out is a is a is a is a rune like they are. 
getting it's a rune mage like competition. The tournament of mages. So basically they're finding who is the best fucking wizard. It's, Do you get a goblet of fire? You probably get some special prize. It's so cool. That sounds see, like with VR, a lot of the games seem like, oh, I jump into it, it's just like a moment in which I get to or play. It's like an experience. Yeah, it's like, oh, it's a short little experience. This actually feels like a fleshed out VR game. That's the thing. I'm with you. Most of the games I've played in VR, I've spent tops like five or six hours in. Yeah. Because they're cool, but there's not enough content there to keep me coming back. This game, I'm 20-something hours into, and I'm only level 7 out of 20. This sounds like the first VR game where I'm like, oh, I'm feeling like I'm missing out here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like like I said, it is a pretty rudimentary game. Uh, like, if you... If you Content-wise, and this is going to be the most insulting thing I could say about the game, is that if... It feels like someone made a MMO for the N64 in terms of like how it looks, oh, how, yeah. how deep the content is. But uh, because it's, again, because it's VR, that content is so like amplified. Um, and the time it takes, like, it takes a long time to level up. The social experiences you get while you're leveling up, like you're about to die, someone comes in and saves you. Um, you know, you can join random people's parties and go on quests together and do stuff that you couldn't do before. There are, um, dungeons to complete with other players. There's going to be a raid. There are world bosses. Uh, it's like it's all the stuff that I want out of a, a, a VR game. Like it's a it's a legit VR game with tons of playability. Like I have plenty of stuff to do and reason to come back. It is by far the game I played the most on on VR, and it, I will continue to play it uh, until I'm at least max level and have done everything in the game. Because it's super fun. Uh, one of the things about VR games, one of the reasons that it's not always bad if they're short, is that it can get a little bit uncomfortable to wear the VR headsets for long periods of time. Yeah. Have you had an issue like that with Orbis, or is no. it does the game make you forget anything? I, I generally don't have issues with discomfort. Um, uh, in terms of motion sickness, there are two kinds of movement in the game. There's teleport movement, uh, and there is slide locomotion, which for me is perfectly fine, and I think works super well, uh, except for the fact that it feels a little slow, because when you're traversing a giant MMO world, at like a walking pace, it's like motherfucker. I have to walk to this town and then back to this town. This sucks. Uh, but other than that, uh, never walk. Yeah. The only <laughs> the only other time I felt discomfort was probably about after like six hours, the bridge of my nose started to hurt, uh, and I found that if I took my headset off and just played the sound through the speakers, it was a lot better because my headset sort of weighs it down a little bit, mm. or my uh, my earphones, my headphones, headphones, yeah, <laughs> earphones. Um, <laughs> But that's the only discomfort I had. Um, I really super highly recommend it. And if you want games like this, support this game. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they, they posted a few stats and they say since early access, the average player time is about four and a half hours and there's about 200 people that have put more than 10 hours into the game. Yeah. So you are one of the elites. Yeah. I mean, th that, that game, it's the longest I've ever been in VR. I think I was in there for like six hours. It's like so much in fun. One session. Yeah, I took like a break to Virtual go to the bathroom reality. and get like a bite of food. But like the only reason I stopped playing after that six hours is because I've been standing for six hours. <laughs> I was like, I gotta sit down. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, such a good game, man. I really, really recommend it. Um, I'll bye. check it out. Yeah. I'll check it out. Uh, the um, uh, Bernie's youngest, Teddy, he's now gotten really into Thumper. Oh, yeah. But here's the thing he's playing it on PC, not in VR or anything. He's just playing it on PC. We have it on PS4 for PSVR. I think he didn't enjoy his first experience trying PSVR. He tried Skyrim, and that was the first time he tried any VR on PlayStation. And I think he 
didn't have a great experience. So he's just playing this on PC. I'm like, why wouldn't you play this in VR if you can? It's like this very intense experience. VR seems like it's home. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? And he's like, eh. Does it, does it have VR support on PC? I know, I thought for a while it was like exclusive to PlayStation VR. I've only seen wrong. it in PSVR, but I haven't followed its other releases very carefully because I got it on PSVR. I don't yeah, need to. No problem. Uh, but it's so weird that, that, that like these tiny negative experiences can just put you off something and you just won't try it again. I mean, I can imagine like if the first time I got in VR, I got super sick, I would probably never go back in VR. Yeah. So it's a, it's a tough one. Did you play Fallout 4 VR? Because I really, I have not. I'm so no. curious to try it now. Give it a go. Let us know what yeah. you think. Let us know think. Uh, it is 2018. That means we've got a whole year of gaming coming up as well. So you know, it seems like uh, Orbis is really shaping up. So there's some yeah. cool stuff with VR. There's a lot of AAA stuff that got delayed out of 2017 into 2018 uh, to look forward to. Lots of crazy, weird indie stuff like Ooblets. Oh, yeah. Ooblets. The game looks cool. Cute. That was like one of my favorite games that we got to see at E3 was Ooblets. Um, but what are you looking forward to? Anything in particular? Let's talk about it. Right there, Look, the screen, that, that one. Monster Hunter. That one. Monster Hunter. What? Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter. Uh, I think I'm. I mean, there's a lot of like I was formerly Xbox fanboy, but now I play PC. But I'm in 2018. I'm looking forward to the PlayStation exclusives, like. Uh, God, God of War? War. Dude, God of War looks great. Yeah. I'm so weirded out by that in that I there think, are... Is Gone is 2018 too? Is that going to be 2018? I wonder if it'll make 2018. It might I not. feel like is, that one could... I feel is like based right. on the, the co-op one with the crazy guy? Uh, no, the you're thinking zombie. of A Way Out. I'm thinking of A Way Out. Yeah, you're right. A Way Out. <laughs> no, yeah, Days Gone is uh, a yeah, I remember Days Gone, yeah. It's the one um, with the wave of zombies. Yeah, and where they showed the demo of basically the same scenario with like different weather and such, and it yeah. all played out really, really differently. Uh, no, the the God of War thing, so they've said it's like 25 to 30 hours. They were expecting it to be shorter, but in their play tests, everyone just spends more time sort of exploring the, the you know, opening bits, like the open worldy mm -hmm. bits. Um, and so it's 25 to 30 hours. And there was a lot of complaints online that that's not long enough. Oh, I saw the opposite. I saw people complaining that it was too long. Okay, see, because, okay. No one's so ever happy. You guys just see, <laughs> yeah, we, you know, you, <laughs> like you see a corner of the internet and you're like, this is what everyone is saying. Um, but yeah, because the other God of War games are like in the like 9 to 12 hour yeah. Yeah. range. Yeah. So this is way more ambitious yeah. time-wise than any of the other titles. And I was so weirded out by people being like, that's not nearly enough time. Uh, yeah, I feel like, I feel like people are always going to find something to complain about, but for me, that seems like a, a plenty of gameplay. Like 25 to 30 hours to me is like an That's, ideal length. Yeah. Um, but people were complaining that it was too short because the you know after X amount of hours you get tired of the combat system and that sort of stuff. But like for me, God of War was as much about like the environmental puzzles and stuff like that as it was about the combat. Mm -hmm. Like it was just fun to go through and see all the enemy design and like what they could throw at you because it it never really got like repetitive. In terms of like what you were fighting, which is yeah. which is more like as interesting as actually fighting it. Big over the top like a creature or something like that. Yeah. I was like, Jesus, how am I gonna tackle this? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a god. I'm like, yeah. 
Sony no. apparently confirmed at E3 20, or, uh, 2017 that Days Gone will be launching in the first half of 2018. Yeah, yeah I still feel I can see it slipping. Who yeah. knows? If it does come out, yeah. that would be really great. Yep. It, but yeah. it looks awesome. PlayStation it just is one of those ones that I get the weird slip vibe from. Yeah. What else is coming out this year? I know Red like, Dead Redemption 2. Is that actually going to come out? Uh, I yeah, I think it's slated for Q2, so probably May. Yes, that's their that's their they, they like they like to do May. May. Um, fingers crossed. If that comes out, like, I'm gone. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I would, that's the that's the kind of game I would take a day off for. I really hope it doesn't end up microtransactiony. Mm. I don't know what their I don't know what their plan is for it exactly, but it does worry me that 2K said that, or was it no? It's Take Two said that uh, they want all of their upcoming games to have some kind of post-launch monetization. Model. Oh, great. That's cool, man. So whether that's, Let's you know, whether, well, so whether that's DLC, because like, uh, like Undead, um, <laughs> Undead Nightmare was amazing DLC for Red Dead Redemption. You, you're not wrong. So whether they do awesome. something like that, or if they are going to do like a Red Dead Online, because that's what's making so much ongoing money for GTA. Red Dead uh, Redemption Online was really popular. It was pretty cool. I fell off it pretty quick. Yeah. I never it was kind of rough because the progression was like the first few levels you just got basic guns and then like at like level 12 or so you started getting sniper rifles and being an open world game people would sit out there and be like blink, blink. And you so you would basically like spawn and Yeah. Die. That wasn't balanced pretty yeah. well enough. Yeah, it felt like um, an early concept of where they've then built out something like GTA Online. Yeah. It feels like this was their baby steps into that, where they were trying to do something that's kind of persistent-ish and it's got all these different things where you go here and you drop into like this mode and, um, and get paired with other people. And it had a lot of that going on, but it was the early version where it still sucked. It was, you know, it did have, it did have multiplayer and you could... Uh, there wasn't like missions you could do, but there were like events you can go do, like bandit camps mm -hmm. with friends, and I thought that was fun enough um, because I think you could do private lobbies if I wasn't, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I seem to, um, I seem to recall playing with friends, so I would assume so. Because I, I did play, I did play a friend. It's been a very long time since I tried. Yeah, but at least they achieved getting multiple people into a like a, a world like that. <laughs> Jacking people's horses. <laughs> yeah. Basically, that's... I hope they have good horse mocap in the next game. Yeah. Basically, Achievement Hunter is what it felt like Red Dead Redemption Online was. devolved into immediately. <laughs> like, across the board. Bunch of fucking idiots. <laughs> uh, but I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. Because the, the, like, Red Dead Redemption, I hadn't played Revolver. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not even sure what it was that spurred me to play Redemption except horses. Western. Yeah, Wild West cool. games, man. Um, and I was, uh, like, it just, it, it yanked me in and didn't let go until, um, you know, I don't know, dozens and dozens of hours later. So I was forgetting a game, Anthem, too. Anthem. Uh, that game is not going to come out. I'm, I'm, I believe that will not come out. I'm skeptical about Anthem. I am very skeptical, but I want to know more. I want to know more. I worry that it's going to be... Some sort of, like a, a loot box nightmare because I think they've confirmed that they're doing microtransaction -y stuff in it. Bioware needs to do something smart and not this. Well, yeah, like I want to see what they sacrifice Mass Effect for. Yep, I have hopes for it, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't turn out too great. Spider Man looks amazing. 
Spider-Man, Spider-Man looks that seriously. Very excited about Golly. that one. Holy crap, that looks. It, I mean, just doing it right. Yeah, I mean, they do great traversal because it's the same team that did Sunset Overdrive, right? Same studio. Yep. And I loved the the like the traversal in uh, in Sunset Overdrive was fantastic. I could just spend hours running around yeah. in that world because it was so much fun, and you'd always just come up on something interesting to do. It was a great kind of game for that. And so when I imagine that kind of world, but built in Spider-Man, I'm, I'm, I'm an instant yes. Insomniac says the world is several times larger than Sunset Overdrive setting as well. So it's going to be a pretty big game. The Good. Sunset Overdrive world felt big. It was huge. It felt enormous. It felt like just like I almost to an intimidating degree where I was like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get through all this. So I'm, but the, I'm super excited about it. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. There's a game coming out. It's supposed to come out this month. It's called Death Gambit. Mm-hmm. I believe it's supposed to come out this month. What's or, that about? It's a it's a really great looking Metroidvania like 2D indie game. Um, it's like there's a, there's a number of Metroidvania games coming out. It's like one of my favorite genres. Uh, but that one's art style is fantastic looking. And there's also Symphony Era, not there's Bloodstained coming out this year. Yeah. So we got a number of them coming out. One and uh, Ori. Ori 2? Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. Anyways. I don't want I'm, to use I'm, I'm not going to get in the game. I don't I'm, want to cry. I'm going to cry so bad. <laughs> so did you ever play uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, Alfredo? Yeah, I dabbled in it a bit. Oh, the game, it just looks, is, Ori looks beautiful. Sad. This is Death Gambit. This is Death Gambit? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah it looks cool. Yeah, it, it looks classic. It look yeah. I'm very, very excited for it. Yeah. Uh, um, and Monster Hunter is coming out, and that is definitely a game I hope I get into, because I'm going to buy it. So you hope that you enjoy it. I hope I enjoy what I purchase. I think it's one of those games that I'm really going to need like a friend that has already played Monster Hunter to sort of show me the ropes so I can understand how to get into it. That's mm-hmm. what I feel like with World of Warcraft. Where I was like, I want to get into WoW, but I need a Sherpa. Yeah. I need someone to like hold you need my hand to, yeah, and walk to, to me show you the what's, world. what's going on. Man, I fucking I want to play WoW again too. Nope. I'm. I don't have. Let's start a, don't have let's start a glitch, please. Wow, guild. <laughs> All right, tweet Adam about that. Yep. Here and we go. Yes, he faded guild. Um, is is Biomutant coming out this year? I'm looking at you. Uh, you have six ads because I haven't heard of Biomutant. Uh oh no, Biomutant is. A, so they showed it off. It was it. It was maybe Gamescom. I think it was Gamescom. Uh, where they showed off. It's the like the the cute. Think of it like like the Rocket Raccoon. In like this big ass crazy world, you remember uh, okay, that? Yeah, it looks kind of yeah. like a mini esque Monster Hunter. It says the initial release date is 2018. 2018. Yeah. Okay, so I can see that slipping because we haven't seen anything else since, unless they do one of those cool mic drops, 83, where they're like, "Hey, here's the game. Boom. By the way, gonna be out holiday." Bang. But it looks great. The graphics look beautiful. I love what they're doing with the world. I I like animals. Being being smart animals with weapons is like instantly my jam. Uh, but that one looks really promising, really, really great. And finally, 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 maybe Nino Kuni too. Oh yeah. Didn't wasn't there a video of someone go through a demo that, that just got posted? Yes. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it was supposed so, to come out this month and it got delayed by two months. I believe it comes out in March now. Ooh, yeah, so boy. it it was coming so out end of twenty seventeen, got delayed to this month, now it got delayed again. So but it seems like the delays are getting a little, little bit shorter each time. Is that uh, so PS4? Yeah, it's gonna be PS4. 
So, uh, I did you play the first one at all on PS3? I no, I think I played like a, few, a couple hours of it. Okay, so it's um, level five, I think, uh, and uh, it's they they work with um, Studio Studio Ghibli, so it's got that um, that art style. Yeah. And the the first one was a ton of fun. It's it was a you know a kind of it was a party based. Um, RPG and they're like you know you get the different um, you know you get these like different little monster buddies and then they determine your class essentially uh, because you know whichever one you use they'll have like their different elements and so on uh, and so you, you then you use them in combat and they're strong against different stuff T pretty typical stuff but it was all really really charming uh, and then you can uh, grow them up and like evolve them into different stuff so you know think of a little bit the, Okay, think of it as a JRPG open world crossed with uh, Pokemon elements crossed with Studio Ghibli. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the art style and is that's what outstanding. That it looks like the game is also coming to PC. Oh, in the same day and date? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Oh, shit. Well, so it is available March 23rd. That's good. Fingers crossed. I've been waiting for this one for a very long oh, time. It looks it so feels pretty. Like. It looks really good. And like, um, if you haven't visually. played the first one, I do highly recommend it. You know, there were, it's it was, it's not a perfect game. There were a couple camera issues, and there were a couple things that uh, could have oh been better. Oh, my God. But the overall, amazing, and it looks beautiful. Oh, he blocked it like it was no Yeah, pain. he's got an umbrella. He <laughs> <laughs> can stand that He's got an umbrella. Out. He's good. Uh, yeah, that's those are the ones on my list. Also, um, I don't know if it's coming out this year. I need to know more about it before I get too excited, but Metro Exodus. Remember we saw that at uh, oh, E3? Yeah. Yeah. And that was like, they showed they showed a bit of it, and then I feel like I haven't heard anything since. Yeah, that's one of the things so I want to do I'm gonna, go through the Metro, uh, Metro games. Those games are any of them. like a, a great benchmark for how good games can look. Yeah, like the, I feel like those are like quietly like the best looking games ever. And, and what they showed at E3 was technically Stunning, yeah. just it, like insane. Remember, what, like I, at first, um, they they showed the world and you couldn't really tell what it was. And at first, I was like, okay, maybe hold on, is this maybe this is Red Dead? No, this is not Red Dead. What is this? And it took ages for me yeah. to finally yeah. figure out what world it was that they were showing. But it looked absolutely incredible. My only gripe with the Metro games is that they're fucking scary. Yeah, I don't. Do, I don't do well with that. So, have you played them? No, I, that's oh. that's on my list. Oh, dude, 2033. I, I don't know about uh, Metro Last Light, but 20, I'm sure it is scary as well. But 2033 is a very scary game. Like it's it's very much like a. It feels like a like a Doom corridor shooter because you're in these like you're oh. in the sub, subways and your monsters are popping out of little closets and you're like. Argh! I'm even more what excited. I, th I think more than more so than games for me, I'm excited to just see another year of like tech evolving. So like the new lines of, of graphics cards that are eventually going to come out. Um, I know Asus and Acer are working on a 4K HDR 144 hertz monitor, which I'm all about. I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm a tech junkie, so I'm just I'm like, like interested to see like the next evolutions of like. I've never. I'm like a, a PC gamer at heart. I've never upgraded to like a fancy monitor ever. What are you on right now? Like I just have a, a fucking 1080p 60? 60 hertz monitor, dude. 
You know, it'll change your it'll change your life. I, you know what though? I'm not sure if I care more about like the overall resolution or the the dimensions. I got one of the I have a curved ultra wide and that thing changed my life. In fact, but I didn't realize it changed my life until I tried to go back to a 16 by 9 screen Ooh. and it was like I can't I can't see yeah. anything all like the the huds are all in the way and just could you so you feel like you have yep. no peripheral? Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. It's nothing... like I feel like I got the same, you know, I got the same height, but I could see so much further out to the sides and it moved a lot of like the games will typically like move graphical elements out mm-hmm. to the corners that way. So then there I can just yeah. see so much more. And uh, I, I like I didn't appreciate 16. it properly because I you know I got it and I was like, Yeah, this looks this great. This looks great. And then you go uh, back. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I was like, <laughs> Yeah. There's, like I said, there's nothing wrong with 108060. It's just one of those things where, like, when you upgrade to like a 4K or a monitor that has more hertz, you just go, "Whoa, this is different. This feels different," and it just—it's experience you want to keep going. I guess I, I guess I look kn- how beautiful these graphics look, though. This game is going to be spectacular when yeah. it comes out, right? I, I oh guess, yeah, I I'm guess upgrading I just my don't, PC. I don't. For it. See, there I, he did. I I'm never, I'm never in a position where I could upgrade my monitor, but I don't have something I could upgrade within my PC. Because even right now, I'm at yeah, a point it's, where like, it's I really need to upgrade like CPU, and along with that goes you know, motherboard and memory, and yep. probably eventually another graphics card. But, like, yeah, I'm never at a point where I can, I'm just, the only upgrade I need for my, my PC setup is a monitor. It's always something else. Yeah. So monitors are always, like, bottom of the list. Yeah. And no, then it just I completely stays agree. there. Yeah. No, definitely. A few other games you guys haven't mentioned yet. Uh, Far Cry 5. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z That comes out in, like, three weeks. Looks really sweet. I'm sorry for that. I'm going to get my ass kicked. All over the Man, area. I do not care about Far Cry 5. They've lost me. Really? They have. Yeah. You they mean, really have. For, uh, like, Far Cry in general or Far Cry 5 specifically? Far Cry in general. Like, the, they're all... The, it's the same game with a, a... Like, Far Cry 3 and 4 were, like, the same game to me. With, like, a, like you got, like, a gyrocopter thing. That was it. Uh, you know, I just... I don't... The games are way too similar I need like more design changes. Well, do you feel like like the setting and the different stuff that they're introducing that's when you, that's not enough for you? No, I mean it, I don't really care actually care for the setting. Okay. Like I like I like jungles more than I like the is, is Wisconsin or something like that in Montana. Something something weird American setting. Montana. It's in America. Right. It's Kentucky or Wisconsin. Kentucky, Wisconsin. Something like Montana. Montana. Yeah. yeah. Montana. 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 There you go. I don't care for the setting. <laughs> yeah. For Far Cry Five, to be honest. I always think it's cool when games do bring it back home, though, because we're not used to games where a lot of bad things happen in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, unless you're like GTA, which I don't really count. Uh, <laughs> you, don't, you don't count the mass murderers that are running around <laughs> Los Santos? <laughs> uh, you know, there's... Uh, the, there have been a couple. What was the one is that I keep wanting to say Homeland, and it's not Homeland. It's uh, home, front. home front. There we go. Home All front. right. See, I got there. That, um, like home front, I found to be a really interesting premise because it took the the war setting into the U.S. and you're fighting a war in like these familiar places. And I always find that kind of cool because a lot of times it's not done. War games, you're going somewhere else, and there's just like some, you know, there's a bad guy in, in an exotic country, and let's go that way. So I find it to some degree exotic. For that to come home. Wolf 2 is uh, America, right? Just a Nazi-controlled America. Have you played it? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't you, finished it. I played like the first two hours. I need to play more of it. It's good. 
I yeah. enjoy that game. That was a really good game of 2017. I, I appreciate that Far Cry's, uh, you know, changes up their settings. I think it's like, you know, you had Primal and now you have the... Oh, God, setting. let's not talk about Primal. Like, I appreciate Primal's the change so in settings, but I just, I just, I don't know. God, there was... I played, like, there two hours of that and I was like, I don't spin-offs. care. There was, um, God, oh, God, how many spinoffs were there for, was Xbox, and then there was a Wii Far Cry? Remember that? It's like... Yep. Uh, that was a Wii Far Cry. Oh yeah, it was that like Far Cry. There's let's see, there's Far Cry Instincts Predator, and that was the one where you um, you can like inject yourself with something, and then you get all like beasty, and you can smell people, and you can like rush up on them and then claw them. This was a Far Cry game. Interesting. There's a Far Cry arcade cabinet that's a like first. Or it's a Paradise Lost. It's a two-player light gun rail shooter. That was released in 2007. I like the Far Cry where you got malaria. Uh, two. Far <laughs> Cry two. Yeah, we yeah. also got Sea of Thieves. We got Detroit becoming human. I'm excited about Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves seems like a. Fun I game. want I, to be excited I about think Sea the, of Thieves. I think the trick is going to be getting a good friend group together yeah. for Sea of Thieves because the, like, it's got the the rare charm graphics wise. Yeah. Uh, they like everything about it seems like a lot of fun. It seems like there's like cool quests and high seas and being pirates and you can all share a ship and it's all really great. But unless you want to be a, like on a little sloop all by yourself, you need a good friend group. Yep. I'm worried about how long I'll be playing that game for. I feel like it might just be like, oh, me and my friends played it for like four hours. We had a blast, and then we just were never going to come back to it whatsoever. I mean, it really depends on how deep the progression is. Yep. Because if you if there's like if you're just getting gold out of those treasure chests, then I don't care. Yep. Like you need to give me like reasons to keep finding more treasure. Uh, to we'll keep see. fighting other players for yeah. it too. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not saying it looks bad because it looks kind no, of No, it looks great. It looks awesome. It looks great. In fact, this is one that I feel like would be super awesome with VR support. Yeah. But yeah. that might just be because I really like the, the graphic style, and I would love to see that graphic style all around me. You can get seasick in VR. I could get seasick in VR. That would be <laughs> that would be revolutionary. Yeah, man. Uh, but this does seem like it's going to be cool. And this is coming out, what, March, right? March. Yeah. Yep. So... Uh, and the like, the outfit and everything that they had was spectacular. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be a game where like, you, I feel it's gonna be one of those types of games where it's as fun as you make it out to be in mm. a way. Where it's kind of like a PC had this a game that was similar called Black Wake, where you're on a ship and you're just fighting other people, and it was only as fun as you made it out to be. So I feel like with this, it's like. Fighting other people, maybe boarding them, whatnot. Like it's going to be fun with your friends doing it with friends. Yeah, yeah. But if you don't get that, it couldn't. Like imagine, like maybe not hook you. You know, guiding a ship and going to get treasure all by yourself. That doesn't sound fun at all. Right. (laughs) I mean, unless you're Jack Sparrow, that sounds awesome. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) You have the smallest, dinkiest ship. Well, and there's the also there's the other pirate game coming out, Blood and. Blood and sales. Blood and gold. Blood and eye patches. Blood and no. blood. Blood and parrots. Blood and seas. Blood and seas. Blood and blood and rum. Iron and blood and iron. Sausage. Blood and sand. It's the Ubisoft game. We saw it at E3. <laughs> blood and anchor. And it was like it was like here's Sea of Thieves. This is the you know the super cartoony kind of like fun looking skull and, bones. skull and bones. Blood and skulls. Skull and iron blood and, and bones. Iron, blood and iron. Skull and bones. Blood and skull. Um. The thank you, 
the uh, so yeah, like Rare showed off, and there's like here's this, and it's all cartoony and fun and crazy. And then Ubisoft came out and was like, this is dark and grim, and I think this is I think. Uh, but this was just a ship combat game, right? I think this is also persistently online. But, but it's all focused on ship combat. Like the thing that's appealing to me about Sea of Thieves is that like. That is not the only thing. Like you, there's a bunch you, of you get off the ship yeah. and you go on the. This. No, they've they've Ubisoft has said that there's other things to do in this. Okay. It seems like what they focused on at E3 was the ship combat, but they've said that there are other things you can do. It's still it's still like a shared world or something, but they they've got things that you can go do like campaign type stuff. Whichever Players game take control has like of, uh, a Kraken. That'll get me. Yeah, it says players take control of a customizable pirate captain and may choose to set the set sail the Indian Ocean by themselves or set off in a single player campaign. Yeah. So yeah. Hmm. But I think the single player campaign might still be in the shared world. Okay. I mentioned this before, I feel like twenty eighteen is gonna be the year of just like battlegrounds games. Whereas like E3 is like, oh, Dude, we have a Paladin's this. just announced. Paladin's just Paladin's announced a battlegrounds, battlegrounds mode. That makes no sense whatsoever. Brendan and Green's got to be just like. Uh, some, I mean, what, that game is like Overwatch, and happen? now there's a battlegrounds a version of it. Like that just seems like a straight up just hey, the Paladins is not doing well. Like we got to cash in on what's Look, big. Look, you and know what's what hot. though worked for Fortnite. It did, but man, just worked for Fortnite. It's not. It's not. It is a cash in, but. I mean, it every, there's so many games that are going <laughs> to do this, though. Like, oh, there, there are. They're all going to cash in on it. In fact, I think it's going to be one of those things where it's going to become like a mode in every game. Yeah. I mean, why not? But there's Any a different... multiplayer shooter that has an infrastructure, like this doesn't seem like that much of a stretch to add on. Yeah, but there's a big difference between like, hey, we're releasing a game that is a Battlegrounds game, or hey, we're releasing a game and it has a Battlegrounds game mode, and this game has been out for a minute, and now we have a Battlegrounds I mode. don't think that's such a bad thing. I think I think adding a mode like that. It worked out for Fortnite. I mean, yeah, I mean, like that's how the that's how the game that's how Battlegrounds games got their start was in yeah, the it Daisy was mod. mod. Yeah. Um, but I think I think that's a good thing. I think it's a great way for like for people like me that don't only want to play battle like the battle royale modes and being able to like play like a fantasy game and then suddenly there's a fantasy. Battle Royale mode, which is exactly what I would want. Yeah, like I like I like the idea of a game that doesn't just have a Battle Royale mode, um, but can still do a, a like do a great uh, version of their own. Oh yeah, I mean I'm all about competition, like breeding competition, so that way you know you could force game developers to try to see. This looks uh, kind of fucking awesome. I think uh, what it's going to come down to long term is what they do to twist the formula. Like the one thing that um, that Fortnite has that's different than Battlegrounds is they've got a building element. Mm -hmm. Like you can actually build stuff out, and that's cool, and that's unique, and that gives it like their own spin on it. Uh, and then I guess what what Paladins is going to do is make it it's a hero, base. hero, yep, battle royale. It's yeah. awesome, hero base. So Which is you know they're. We'll get a lot or of those different, different twists different and like abilities. sub formulas. Yeah. You think Overwatch is going to get battle royale? Maybe. Uh, Who I knows? Think, I don't think they need to, especially they're doing the whole Overwatch to. League. I feel like that's their main focus and push right now. I saw people were pretty upset, or not pretty upset, pretty disappointed with the uh, the most recent update that they put out, like the New Year's update, because they they basically just said like, 
we're going to do the next few events. They're going to be slightly different, like no, new heroes, new maps, nothing. But nothing, nothing that like really excited people came out of that announcement. People like, well, I kind of want something new now. So who knows? They did mention that there's like a Year of the Dog event they're working on, but they haven't mentioned what that event is. But it's supposed to be different from what they've usually done. That's kind of mm -hmm. the only thing they've mentioned that'll be out of the norm. Hmm. It's actually a, there's a new dog fighting mode. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's on all four, it's just barking at each no. other. You, you all turn into dogs and fight. Yep. Or you're in F-14 Tomcats and you're... <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, there's a lot of things going on besides things like, you know, Paladins announcing that they're doing Battlegrounds. Uh, a couple of different things have, have happened since our last episode of Glitch Please. So you guys want to talk about the news? Let's talk about yes. it. Let's talk about the news. Is that VR chat? I think that's VR chat. That's VR oh, chat. VR chat. So that's the other... Not quite MMO, but yeah, but that's you know, big lobbies. I have not played it yet, but I will. Super weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is weird, and I love it. Um, but uh, a couple of things happened. Uh, Nintendo has just announced that uh, they are the uh, the fastest selling console of all time in the U.S. in the first ten months. So this was a this is a tweet. Actually, uh, they just posted this pop, this morning, pop. saying, "Quote: Within ten months, Nintendo Switch has become the fastest-selling video game system of all time in the U.S." We and hope that's, that. Um, we bought so, consoles. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're a statistic. I am. I'm a statistic. We're I all the statistics. The crew. Uh, and so I looked it up. Um, Sony announced the PS4 hit 10 million units sold in August 2014. That was um, nine months after. That console launched. Hmm. Xbox One took about a year to hit the same milestone, but they reported shipped numbers instead of sell-through numbers, so it's a little bit different. Uh, so, basically, Nintendo must have had a really great holiday. Because remember, last month they announced that they had hit 10 million. Right. Was it last month? It was last month. My brain is still a little bit mush timeline-wise, but I think it was December. They announced that they had hit. Um, or maybe it was, might have been November. They announced they'd hit 10 million, mm -hmm. and the holiday period hadn't gone through yet. Right. So, December 12th. December 12th. Yep. Okay, so I'm not that bad. Uh, so they still had a lot of like holiday shopping to do. Um, so somehow between uh, December 12th and now, they've they've managed to pass what PS4 was doing in its first 10 months. So impress, very impressive. Really happy for them because they needed it. They did need it. They did. The Wii U was not great sales-wise, mm -hmm. but uh, you know I'm I'm really happy for them mostly because I'm happy for me because I'm really enjoying my Switch. Dude, it's a, it's a great system. Man. Uh, and it's also because a year think a year ago the Switch hadn't been officially unveiled yet. They did it. It was uh, end of January, I think. It was, it was a January event where they officially revealed what it was going to be. So at this point, a year ago, no one knew how it was going to go exactly. We had a pretty good idea that it was going to involve detachable controllers and some kind of hybrid thing, possibly. But uh, then it was announced, and a lot of skeptics were like, it's underpowered. No one is going to want this. this. There's no demand. This isn't going to go anywhere. This is the Wii U all over again. Uh, and this is, it's not. It's yeah. not the Wii U at all. I mean, even leading up to it, I was thinking, like, it doesn't have any games at launch, really. It had Zelda, but that's also in the Wii U. Like, the the control stuff looked gimmicky, like everything else Nintendo's done. 
And like as soon as like I got the it, one like, two switch stuff. Right, the one two yeah. switch stuff was the stuff that they were pushing the hardest was probably one two switch stuff, and it looked so stupid. But then like the thing came out, and it's amazing. Yeah, I you know I it does show that even though there's a very vocal element of people who seem to hate it for being underpowered uh, or for having less power, and that's somehow I don't know insulting that it by its very existence. Uh, people get very emotional about wanting it to be bad. Uh, it does show that for a lot of, like a lot of people who are playing games, it's the experience. And the people are more than willing to take a hit in graphics if the experience is good. Yeah. You know, and they're working with a lot of handicaps. The online still sucks. It sucks. Mario Kart I, Online's been solid. Yeah, yeah, but, but it, they, they just delayed their their like you know, Nintendo service. Switch Online yeah. subscription stuff because at this point, no one would pay. Nope. No one would pay for this. The online chat, it's not it's not a thing that yeah. is... I heard about the setup for Splatoon and chat. And it's ridiculous. I'm, I'm sure that their, their sales numbers are good enough that like taking the hit for not for free online play right now is like not a big deal for them. Yeah. So like it's better for PR that they don't have paid online right now. Well, it's also, uh, I like to think that the delay means that they've gone back to the drawing board on it a little bit, yeah. and they realize that the Splatoon solution is not good enough, and they've got to figure something else out. Yeah. Because it's not good enough. It's bad. You know, at the, like at that point, why would you not just pull up Discord on your phone yeah. and use yep. that instead? Because... That's as viable a solution. Way easier to it's go. having to like get you know your headphones out, and you got to get splitters, and you have to have like all these different things to get your game audio and your chat. It's ridiculous. Yep. Uh, and so the fact that they've been able to overcome really weird decisions like that, and still do as well as they're doing, says a lot about the quality of the gameplay experiences they're putting out. So, props to Nintendo for that. Mm-hmm. I like it. I wish the Switch had Bluetooth. Oh my God, so much. Like, that sucks. So I started, um, I went back to my Vita over the holiday. I started playing uh, Persona 4 Dancing All Night. I immediately put it down because I was super offended just by the opening. Here's the thing. Have you played any of the Persona games? I played, I started playing 5. I got to the point in 5 where you have a timer. Okay. Well, you know how you, oh, like your first, like my you need to do it. period, in, yeah. Okay. But you named your character, right? I don't know. You give him, you give him a name. Because mm -hmm. he, you know, he's a silent protagonist. He's not voiced or anything. Uh, but you name your character. You do in Persona 4 as well. And so I give my dude a name. I like to call him Hero all the time. In Persona 4, Dancing All Night, he's named. They gave him a name. Mm. They mm. gave him a name, mm. and it's you. And I'm not okay with it. Why you? Mm. Yeah. I'm just like I was. I saw that and I was so upset. They had a like, thing going for you, and they, they messed it up. Irrationally upset. That <laughs> the dude, what, like that they gave him a name because it's um, you know, it's like licensed out, kind of. So it's the uh, dancing all night. I mean, obviously it's a it's a rhythm game, so it plays out very differently. But it's fully voiced. Like all the all the characters have their voices, and it's all handled very differently. So I can see why they would want to do that, so that the character is going to dress you, or like you know your main dude character. But I was just so upset. I was so upset. But you know what the Vita does have? 
Bluetooth. It really does. And it's wonderful. It really does have Bluetooth stuff. It, really? it? Really, it really does. Really does. Yeah. I just, it really does. I know that I'm going to get to the point where like, I use my Switch on a plane. And I'm gonna sit there, and it's just gonna, you know, it's gonna be awesome. Detached controls, like the little, like, uh, what, are the, what are the little controls called? Joy cons. Joy cons. Yeah. No. Joy con. Joy con. It's plural. Is it, got it. No s. Just the god. I will detach the joy con, and then from uh, I, I, I have Joy-Con Bluetooth headsets actually. that I wish I would be able to just use without wires and travel have, I, with I, it. I don't uh, have that problem yet. I just I still use my like old five year old like iPhone headphones. Uh, Bernie, <laughs> iPhone headphones. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, Bernie has a solution for me that is working out so far. He he knew about my switch plight because I wouldn't shut up about the fact that I would need, like because I've got uh, an iPhone that doesn't have a head like a headphone. Jack, I needed I something with game. Bluetooth, but I can't have the same headphones from a Switch. He got me convertible headphones for Christmas. Oh. So they do Bluetooth and they do wired. And this is fixing a lot of my problems. Yeah. So I recommend it. It's not an ideal solution, but you get the ones that it's like it's Bluetooth or you just plug it in and like, bam, now it's wired. Yeah. And it's fine. I have those. I have the Shure 535, so they're like earbuds and but you can detach them so if your cable breaks, because you know, earbud cables break all the time. And then you could do a, I just ordered the Bluetooth like over the neck like version of it. So I can switch back and forth. I just like to be able to just go wireless with my Switch. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, I, would, it, I, would, I would pay for a Bluetooth adapter thing if they would just release something nice. Because I looked for a while for Bluetooth like Transmitters mm. to use, but they're they're all these ugly ass dongles that would just like hang off it. Um, didn't work like they didn't seem like a great experience, so I never got one, and I'm just doing the convertible headphones for now. But if they would please just put out an adapter designed for the Switch, I would probably get that. Yeah. Would you? This is a problem I have on the plane: is that sometimes it's annoying to sit here like this. Would you ever consider using a device that let you put the switch here and like attach to your head and you just have like a pro controller in your hands? I feel like that would be heavy. No. Like, really no. heavy. Because no. I, I don't think I would do that. Because of yes. how you look? Yes. Yeah, that too. Because of how much. I would look. I don't think I care. <laughs> I respect that. I respect that. I think you know that. what? I think you do you. You live well, your best life. I wonder life. if that exists. I'm not doing <laughs> that. I'm not doing that. I want to try it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man. Uh, well, you know what? You might be, you might be a hazardous gamer. Oh yeah. Why? So the World Health Organization. Oh boy. Has just listed gaming disorders as mental health issues in their in their new proposed guidelines for the year. Two things. One is hazardous gaming. And this. Oh god. I bolded some of the parts that are my favorite. Um, uh, it appreciably increases the risk of harmful physical or mental health consequences to the individual or to others around this individual. Your gaming is hurting your loved ones. Mm. Uh, it may be from the frequency of gaming, from the amount of time spent on these activities, from the neglect of other activities and priorities, from risky behaviors associated with gaming or its context, from the adverse consequences of gaming. Oh yeah, oh yeah, adverse consequences. Uh, or from the combination of all these things. So, I don't even know what it's saying. It's just saying, like, if there are bad consequences, then this is a hazardous gaming So, any, any hobby 
that you do enough that it makes yeah. you neglect the rest of your life. If I do basketball, that is bad. Don't don't do it. Yeah, I feel like it does, it's not just gaming. Yeah. It's it anything. It does feel weird that they singled out gaming specifically. So there's they listed two things. One is hazardous gaming, which seems to be a a behavior, um, but then also they listed gaming disorder. So mm. I have gaming disorder. Gaming disorder. It's characterized by a pattern of persistent or recurrent gaming behavior manifested by impaired control over gaming, increasing priority given to gaming over to the extent that gaming takes precedence over other life interests and daily activities. See, which, but that's every, that's, that's, every, that's a lot. Any hobby or um, any, any activity. And, and continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. So, but yeah, absolutely, if that's, this is everything. Yeah. If you do, if you watch TV instead of doing your life stuff, that's an issue. Yeah. If you, if you exercise to the point where you physically injure yourself or you're or you just, not doing I'm working out, things. I'm not going to work, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, I, I am like working. I feel working like it's out. painting gaming like improperly because a lot of the things there you can apply to other hobbies. Also, they're just completely neglecting the fact that there's a lot of online play where you do play with your friends, you do connect with your friends. And I feel like the most important like health gaming issues would be people who game for six, seven hours and don't eat or try to pull like, especially with like Twitch being such a huge thing now, try to pull like 24, 36, 48 hour marathons that don't take care of their health. There have been people who have died streaming because they just overdo it. So I feel like those are the real like, Health, like gaming health issues. Yeah. But this is. But those would refer to like anything. Anyone trying to stay up that long for any reason whatsoever. It, it, you know, it almost seems like isolating it to gaming is doing a disservice to addictive behavior in general. Like if you're doing something to an excess, regardless of what it is, that's an addictive behavior, right? Yeah. Why would you, like, it seems like it's doing it a disservice to restrict something like that to gaming and, like, to call out gaming in particular. And it's like it's minimizing, like, the mental health issues that surround that. Because I feel like gaming is, like, a symptom or, like, that's one outlet. But it's not the root cause of things. No, I completely agree. I just feel like if you're going to pinpoint anything that had to do with gaming, it would be those things as opposed to like, oh, you're ignoring oh, everybody yeah. else. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, you know, and I wonder how much of it is that they're trying to figure out some way to diagnose things like like those people who uh, several years ago, who like their baby died in a crib behind them because they were playing like, like games yeah, okay. and not Too feeding long. the baby or the people that, that die in gaming cafes because they just don't sleep or eat. Like, I wonder if they're trying to figure out some way to diagnose that stuff. But again, restricting it to gaming is yeah. Maybe is it, maybe not. It's gaming and yeah, you're neglecting your friends and family. It's just like, well, that's any, that's anything. Yeah. Well, and you know, I like there were there were all those studies for a long time too about uh, about like gaming and violence and that it made you more violent. It's like maybe it's just that people who are more prone to violence do these sorts of things. One, correlate, correlation is not causation mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yes. Like people will find something and they will be addicted to it if they have a, a you know, an addictive, addictive behavior. behavior. Yeah. Yeah. So bizarre.
I'm yeah, I'm really weirded out by it. I don't know. There's like the there are actually a lot of um, mental health professionals who are all, like asking the the WHO to sort of like cut these out because they're like that minimize it like it um you said it's a disservice to like um actual disorders like it's making light of them to some degree or it's not taking them seriously enough by making it sound like this only happens to game like in gaming yeah uh and also that it is just like it's unfair classification and obviously the, like the esa as well as going to bat against it because their industry is getting called, you know, a disorder. But I'm I'm so weirded out by because they they've for several years been trying to figure out what to like the, the whether this should be classified or not. And the last several years they've not classified it, but now they're they're they are. Yeah. This isn't finalized yet, so it I mean, this still changed, seems like this is in their proposed regulations. Definitely, where they're just like, okay, well, we've been trying to classify, it, and now we're, do we have something there? And I guess, I mean, ideally, they just refine it from here. It doesn't seem like this is anywhere near like finalized of what it should be. Yeah, I feel like it, they this should just be it should be included in general addictive behavior disorders, and that's it. Whatever it is, I, I feel like that's that's just me. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's because I I do like my gaming sessions, <laughs> and I absolutely you have a gaming disorder. Maybe. Yeah, you might have gaming disorder. Yeah. You might I'm, have it. I'm, I mean, I I do like when I get into one of those experiences to like get really immersed in it and go through it. I call and that really enjoy it. But you I know what else I do that with? I also do that with books. Yeah, don't read too much. Do I have book disorder? You have book disorder. Yeah. I might have, have book that. disorder. So, basically, stop persecuting book disorders is what this all comes down to. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we'd love to know what your thoughts are on, um, on gaming disorder and Nintendo's milestones. Um, and, oh, God, there's one more thing we need to cover. Oh, I think I know what you're going to bring up. You do, and oh, it's no, bad. What? what? It's huh? bad. What? It's the fatal swatting. So, over the holiday break... And th I feel like this has been, I don't, I want to say finally, because that seems like not the, not the right intent, but it w was going to happen at some point. It was point. an eventuality. It was an eventuality, and it's finally happened. There was a fatal swatting incident, yep. um, and it involved gamers, yep. so we all, we all look bad. Uh, so what happened is apparently, and this is, there have been a lot of, little details coming out uh, over the past several days. Um, but as far as I can tell, what happened is two Call of Duty players got in an argument over a bet. And one of those players dared the other to swat him and gave him an address, saying, I dare you, oh. I dare you to swat me. And the other player reached out to this dude that he knew who's, like, called in, like, dozens of false bomb threats over the past couple of years was... Oh, he's in, a go-to guy for this sort of Oh. Yeah. Uh, has, knew a he guy. actually, like, he spent, like, a couple of years in jail for false bomb threats and such. And so he reached out to this dude and had him swat this this address. So this guy... What a piece of shit. ...calls in to 911 and says that he's shot his father in the head and that he has hostages, 
and that he might burn down the house. And so the SWAT team rolls out to this address, except it wasn't the other Call of Duty player, it was just this random dude in Kansas. And like as the, as the SWAT team was getting ready to like roll in, this guy comes out of his house, there's an exchange, they said that he reached for his waist, the, the waistband of his pants or something, and so they shot him. And he died. It's fucked. I mean, it's such a it's such a fucked situation from any any way you look at it. Like if you're if you're a police officer and you go into a call where there's a hostage, like you don't know any better. Like you're going in with the presumption yeah. that, that this like person there is, are lives are risked. Yeah, that this person has a gun, kill, he's killing someone. He's already so, killed so someone. So then you put all these people on edge that have firearms and are ready to defend themselves or you know kill someone because they don't want they don't want anyone to get hurt. But they don't have the perspective of like this is just a fucking shitty prank. You know, and it's like it's, I feel it's, it's such a nightmare, dude. There, so the the a statistic that I think the FBI published is that there are 400 swatting incidents per year now is our object, which is insane. And, and I feel like it's actually fallen off a bit lately. Maybe we hear about it less. Maybe it's reported less. Um, or maybe I feel like it should be reported less. It's a shitty fucking trend. Yeah, but it might also be that. Uh, the enforcement authorities are also getting better at dealing with swatting, like getting red flags or something so that they realize that maybe something's not real. Or like, I'm not sure what it is, but I feel like I've been hearing about it less over the past several months up until this incident. I don't know how, I don't know how you deal with that, like without it becoming like a boy who crowd wolf scenario. Cause it's like, how do you say like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I'm, I just murdered someone. And I'm gonna kill everyone else in this house if you don't come do something about it. Like, and how do you, how do you deal with that different? Like, how do you know? Oh, it's it's, just, yeah. Like, how do you it, just like, say you, I can't? Kind of like have to go into that situation of like, you oh, there are people's lives at risk, or, or you're gonna do the one where like, nah, it's a prank and it's not a prank. Yeah, right. Believe it. You know, as as someone who streams twenty to thirty hours a week. Um, Dude, that's a lot of hours. Mm-hmm. It's it's scary. Like I've been DDoS before, but with like DDoS and you're just like, oh, okay, like you're you know, sending an enormous amount of packets to my, like, modem and killing my internet, I'll change it up and that's fine. Um, all you do is just, like, ruin a couple hours of my life. But with Swanee, it's just, it's scary. Like, you just never know, you know, because you're sitting there, you're doing the thing, and then, like, just police show up and they don't, what are they going to do? They're going to automatically just roll with what they have in front of them and they, they have to take it seriously. Yep. So for me... My goal, uh, in order to try and protect myself, is to go to you know my local police station and be like, "Hey, I do what's called Twitch streaming. I play video games live for a little, and explain what I'm doing, and explain to them that this is a thing. You know what I mean? Swatting is a thing. I, this is my address. This is my home. This is what I do. This can eventually be uh, a situation that I'm put in personally. Uh, I don't know. I feel like if you're a streamer taking that incentive to go out there kind of talk to your local law enforcement just let them know that like this is my address this is what i do this could be this is something that happens this could happen to me just letting you guys like you know try to take any precaution possible yeah and maybe that's why we're seeing less of it as well as i think a lot of streamers have started to be more proactive with their local law enforcement about that kind of thing to protect yourself but like this dude yeah, how there's you, nothing he how could, could you, do how he could had you, no clue he wasn't involved like some fucker on the internet gave some other fucker on the internet 
they're like, like this this dude's address. This yeah. spawned from gaming, but this is not nothing to do really with gaming. It's to it has do, to do with, with like, psychopaths. Yeah, some yeah. crazy person that is caught now, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, so he's he's uh, been arrested and is being extradited to Kansas. Mm. So he's uh, from LA. But uh, it's like it's really sad to see this, and I'm, you know, I don't know how many of the swatting incidents. Uh, they, you know, they're saying there's these 400 incidents per year. I don't. I wonder if they include things like bomb threats. You would think so, right? That would that would kind of be the same sort of world, like the same. Like you'd get this same like sort of response. Fake yeah. Bomb threat call-ins. Yeah, like the guy that they arrested. He like he's called in. Like false bomb threats to like elementary schools. Wow, yeah, maybe that guy shouldn't be uh, free. <laughs> maybe that guy should be incarcerated. Maybe yeah. that guy should be in a mental asylum. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, God, I'm, that's so tragic for the family, man. Yeah. So tragic. You know, and and of course they uh, they're wanting to take action against the police officer because for them their innocent family member was shot. Yeah. But didn't he reach for his waist? I haven't seen the footage, but that's what they're saying is that he he, like he reached for his his waistband. Walk, they thought he was armed. I, I feel like if you walk out to your porch, like no matter what, you just don't. You keep there, your hands up. There's no there's no real good way to look at this because you look at it from the police perspective, and they're all under as high stress situations as they can be. I think this guy's an armed, dangerous person. Oh you look no, at it like him reaching for their waist, like the officers what, had to do. He doesn't know what the fuck he's, he's yeah. doing. Right, like he's, there are, he's, there's he, a SWAT team outside of his house. He right. doesn't know why. He doesn't know what happened. Like, is he reaching for his wallet? Who I knows? Like you have guns like maybe, yeah, maybe at he's you. trying to get his ID out. You, from the police perspective, like I understand why they shot because mm. the, the the you know the, the, I, the threat I, that was called in, and then he's reaching for his waist. But the you have guns pointed at you. I feel like but that's the last you, thing you want you to do. Know. You don't know. Like you you don't know how you but react. Guns this. You don't know how you react to this. You never know completely. But like, I just feel like and there's a level. That's why. That's what. That's so. It's so fucked and so tragic. Yeah. That, it's, <sighs> yeah. So it's um you know it's a really. That's so hard. That's just a tough situation. It's a tough situation, and I like I feel terrible for everyone involved. Yep. You know, and I. I hope that like this this kind of thing isn't funny. Nope. It's not a way to solve online arguments. I don't care. I don't care how serious you care about your Call of Duty bet. It's ridiculous. Nope. Yep. And I'd be very curious to see if we ever find out who the gamers were involved. Yeah, so we found out who the swatter was, but because, not the gamers. Because someone gave out someone else's address to get swatted and got them killed. And someone else contacted this guy to actually pull off the swatting. Yeah, both those guys need to be locked up too. I just, you know, and, and right now, like, they're, they're anonymous on the internet, and it can happen to anyone, and that sucks. Yep. So... Sorry to end on a low note. Yeah. But Sheesh. But please be nice to people online. Yeah, dude. Be nice to each other. Online stuff is Be good to yourselves, be good to each other. Yes. And then if you're a streamer or content creator, take the precautions, not only with swatting, but like, you know, DDoSing and all that kind of information out there. Like it's once it's out there, it's 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 rough. So just take the precaution to protect yourself. Where you can. Yep. You know, but beyond that. Don't be a, don't be a dick. Be, <laughs> just don't be an asshole. Be be nice to people. This goes for everyone. Everyone. All right, that's it for this episode of Glitch Please. Now I'm depressed. 
right, if you're a Rooster Teeth first member, we will have an episode of New Game Plus exclusively on the website. Um, otherwise, we will see you next week for more Glitch Please. Hopefully, we'll have happy, happy news. More happy news. Only happy news to share.